Thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today I'm talking to David Menken. David recently voiced Luke Skywalker in the incredibly popular and well-received Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. We dive into his inspirations and the journey to voicing one of the most popular characters in the galaxy. The audio is slightly choppy, but this is a fun, quick, wonderful conversation with a very talented and very enthusiastic actor. This is Talking Bay 94, episode 138, David Menken. Well, David, I'd love to start at the beginning, like I always do, growing up. What drew you to acting or performance, or was there inspiration as you were growing up and as you were kind of learning your craft, or what was that process for you like? When I was younger, I was, I think, more of a lover than a fighter. So my dad made me choose, like, you can, you can go into karate, or you can, if you, if you want to sing in the choir, you also have to go to join the scouts. So I joined the scouts and... Uh, and got to be in the choir because I could sing. From that, I started doing musical theater when I was in, because we traveled around because my dad worked in oil. So um, I um, ended up at an American school in the UK and we had uh, a great sort of theater program. So I got to do the musicals with, uh, with the big kids, with high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And from that, uh, I fell in love with acting. But at the same time, I used to go into my friend Thomas and he had uh, two channels. He had Sky Channel and Super Channel. And on Saturday mornings, they would show all of the American um, uh, like cartoons. So uh-huh. I got to see Transformers. I got to see He-Man. I got to see Thundercats. This, this is aging me. This is totally aging me. But, um, <laughs> but I, And I loved, even at 10, saw beyond what was happening there. I was really interested in who was making the noises, creating characters. And and that was always sort of a dream for me. So I trained to be an actor, and, but my first gig was actually working for a tea station as their um, sort of freelance person, person talking in between programs, telling them like, you know, mm-hmm. coming up next here on TV3, it's, you know, Ricky Lake uh, and things like that. Right. And I was terrible and I refused <laughs> to be terrible. So I had, I had a studio to myself that I could, that I could practice in. And I started emulating people. I started figuring out what was going on, how some voices kept me interested while others turned me off. This before you had a chance to go and do a masterclass with somebody when it came to voice work and stuff. So while I was acting, I started the voice career. And bit by bit, things started happening. And then I got my first cartoon, which was Bob the Builder. Uh, I did, I played scoop in that. So I'm part of people's childhood. And then I got Thomas and friends. And then from there, I then started doing games and I fell in love with the meme of uh, voice acting. Absolutely love, mm-hmm. love it. Cause you don't have to get dressed up. You don't have to sit and you don't, you don't have to go to a chuck pit somewhere, uh, in order to shoot a scene. You can just get, go to the studio and make it happen. I have I've have asked a question because mm-hmm. doing my research, you were born I think fifteen days before the original Star Wars comes out. So you grew up with with everything in theaters for the first time. Did you have a relationship with Star Wars growing up? Was that something that you were able to watch and, and be a part of your life? Yeah. The two films that I grew up with um that had sort of uh, mm-hmm. an impact on me were mm-hmm. E. T. 
well, and the Empire Strikes Back. Good ones. <laughs> my dad took me to, so we were living in Norway at the time. And um, so I was just old enough for him to sneak me in to see mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back when it arrived in Norway, probably like a year after it was released. I don't know what the day on that was, but I was pretty young and I, yeah. oh, I loved it. It was, it was amazing. So, um, and, and then got to watch, you know, uh, got to watch trilogy on, on video. And um, as with most of my friends, um, people being born late seventies, early eighties, those are the films that you sort of grew up with. I think much more now because my friends are exposing their kids to um, to the yeah. originals <laughs> really yeah. early, really early. I don't think my mom would have uh, would let me watch this, but I, but yeah, my dad totally made it happen. I love it. So I love it. Well, okay, so we we've dived a little bit into your early voice acting work and your early acting work, and uh, as you go through your career and as you've still progressed through your career. What are some of the projects that have stood out to you as as really um, pushing you as as an actor and as a performer and and have really kind of start laying the groundwork for what you've been able to accomplish and have been able to to really push towards? Uh, the the first one when it came to film was uh, being part mm-hmm. of Zero Dark Thirty. I I went into the audition completely blind. I didn't know what I was auditioning for. They gave me a speech from all wow. the president's men and I just had to tap in and, and just do it's it's where the, the guy who mm-hmm. runs the newspaper is sort of yelling at them, telling them that, you know, they better be right or his his life's down the drain, so is theirs. And I had to do it sort of in three very, very different ways. And I was in a show and they they said, We yeah, David's gonna play um, mm-hmm. an interrogator. And very excited, but I couldn't get out of the show. So I was furious. I still didn't know what I was up for, uh, but I knew it was was pretty big because they kept on being secretive about it. And then because I said no, they took a look at my stuff again. They went, actually, we can write something for him because um, Mark Bull had met this guy who was an audio expert who would listen to the Bin Laden tapes and listen to the stuff in the background and try to figure out where he was recording it from. And so my character is based on a real person who, um, and we shot way more of, well, I got to shoot way more than actually in the movie, but that's always the case when you're sort of, when they were writing on the flight and we would get our scripts through under the door at NPM at night out in India. And uh, yeah, that was pretty, that was a pretty big one. The other one was getting to spend three months with Tom Hanks in the desert working on uh, a movie called uh, A Hologram for the King, which is made by Tom Tickford, who made Run, Lola, Run and Cloud Atlas. And um, yeah, those two are pretty big for me. Uh, but when it, com- when it comes to sort of games, I'd say that it was my first lead, which was in Battlefield mm-hmm. Bad Company. Um, I played a character called Preston Barlow in that, and you sort of, you play me going mm-hmm. through the game. And then I've just been really lucky. I've gotten to, play, uh, gotten to work with names in Hollywood, and and then I've gotten to do some weird shit. <laughs> and that's what keeps me interested. So Love it. I love it. Uh, well, okay, so we've, we've hit on video games a little bit, and so I'd be remiss not to talk about what the biggest game right now, uh, you know, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and you are you are the Skywalker, or you know one of two, I guess. You know you're Luke, you're Luke Skywalker. What was that audition process like? Was that also as secretive as something like Zero Dark Thirty, or how did you start kind of preparing to kind of personify by Luke? So 
I actually wasn't going to be seen for it. A friend of mine was like, you know more about Star Wars than I do. I think I'm up for, for something. And he pretty much let me know that he was up to play um, Luke and Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> and I and I was like, what? What? <laughs> so I did something that I never do, which is um, I got into with my agent and I said, um, they made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and they went, fine, okay, sure. Here are the scripts, get him to turn it and show us what he's got. And I prepared so hard. I did little snippets of like the iconic lines and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. uh, when I came in, I would ask to stop, listen, and then uh, get into it. Because of course, Luke, his voice changes through um yeah. movies so so you, ha- you you know you have to you have to sort of pitch yourself in the right place and then they sort of came back and they they went yeah sure watch you why don't you do it but you can't tell anyone and this right. was in 2018 yeah so i have been waiting and waiting and waiting to tell people about <laughs> to this to talk about it yeah i love it yeah <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it was it was amazing. We had we had the people from TT Games. Um, I had a voice director um, called Jason Bowen, who's amazing. And then they would send everything off to Lucas mm-hmm. uh, Lucasfilm to make sure that mm-hmm. we're happy with, with what we were doing. And of course, we couldn't we couldn't put the amount of peril uh, in certain places, so we had to sort of kid friendly it and also make things funnier and that right. so we had to change things around so there was we only got one back and that was um me and the trash compactor yelling 3 po uh mm. they were like no no no, we need to make it like hey I yeah, this is a bit of a yeah this is a roller coaster uh and uh <laughs> so we're like sorry no <laughs> so if you're listening to him when he's doing the code like that, uh-huh. I made sure that the way I was saying the code was exactly the same with the numbers because clearly right. they had they they'd done some slicing of stuff and gotten him uh, to sound really weird when he's yelling. But right. we, we did all of that, and I was losing my mind um, through these sessions, and so was my my sound engineer. I kept on uh-huh. looking at him, going, "Can you believe this? I can't believe this!" And yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, again, going going to this character of Luke Skywalker, especially in the original trilogy, I was I was watching uh, New Hope last night, and it, like you mentioned, like the cadence of his voice, and like the, just the way that he says certain things is just so like implanted in so many people's brains. And you're having to give a performance that is replicating that, but is also different and fresh and unique, and also you, you know, and adding adding your take to this character that we've known for 40 years. You know, looking at it now, you know, four years later, like, what was that challenge like? How much of, like, Mark Hamill were you trying to bring to it? How much of yourself were you trying to bring to it? Like, what was the spirit of Luke that you were really trying to channel? The thing is that no matter how you look at it, this is Hamill's. This is, this is his creation. I had to do my very best to fit what he was doing. Sometimes we just weren't allowed. Sometimes because because of the situation, um, sometimes we had to change the line slightly. But my aim was to make, you know, it's that thing of they were very clear about this. They were like, this is this is a a game that is specifically for children. And then we're lucky enough that adults have found it so wonderful. And um and and they said, you know, don't feel the pressure. And I, this bullshit. Yeah. 
That's a lot of pressure. Because no matter what, people are going to people are going to have a problem with it yeah. because it's not Hamill. And um, and there were certain things where where the the thing that makes it feel authentic is when they put the music on it. So, for example, some of the early tra- trailers didn't have the music. There was some interesting feedback. And uh, and I was crapping myself because I was like, well, I'm a little bit worried about. And what happened was that, I mean, 98% of what I've received has been so positive and so wonderful. I was, I will not lie. I was, I was a brick in it, as we say in the UK. Um, yeah. yeah I, because, because I just didn't, I didn't want to mess up and I didn't want someone to to say to me, the, the iPod words, you've ruined my childhood. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think as a whole, it's been very, very well received and, yeah. um, and people, um, people are using it as a wonderful way to introduce their children to see the canon and also to relive these amazing movies. Sorry, I'm, I sound like I sound like I'm speaking from a fresh release there, but I actually mean it. So. <laughs> that was good. Check, 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 check. We, yeah, check, we covered everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the legacy of these Lego games has, re- I mean, cause I grew up playing them when they were first coming out for, you know, the, when they looked grainy and blocky and, and now they've really become cinematic and beautiful and fun and have voice acting, you know, as opposed to just like the, the grunts and the, you know, which is so fun to kind of see this progression and also just kind of live in Star Wars in the, in the way that I love Star Wars and so many fans love Star Wars, which is like the fun, just, just being a part of it and moving from Star Wars and moving to things that you can talk about or things that you are excited about. What is next for you? First, you, you're now in the Star Wars universe. You can say you're in the Star Wars universe. So like, you know, conventions and meeting people in person, I'm sure are down the pipeline and coming soon. Are you excited for that? And then are you excited for any projects um, coming up as well that you can talk about? Yeah, I, I am uh, super lucky that I've joined uh, Cool Waters, which uh, is, uh, I mean, I think, I think the original convention team for, especially for Star Wars and, and stuff like that. So um, it was amazing to be joining them. We have stuff coming up, but the thing is that everything is uh, up in the air. Is um, I wasn't allowed to announce that I was in this until the game came out, and right. cons cons are booked around five to six months right. ahead of time. So, um, so yeah, I am very much looking forward to it. But but uh, um, um, AJ Lucas and, uh, and I we were in a way, and we were saying that it was so so sad that none of us could go to the last one. They could only get the people sort of from Lego and, and stuff like that. And we were we were a little bit um, uh, disappointed not to be there because it uh, it looked pretty awesome. Yeah, but yeah, so that's coming up, which is very exciting. Um, yeah. I'm in, in an episode of The Sandman, which is uh, Neil Gaiman's. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm coming up uh, in that. Of course, I'm not allowed to say anything more than I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very lucky to be part of that. And um, and then I'm uh, in The Power, which is a new show for Amazon. Uh, but that's a small, um, small thing there. And then, unfortunately, I'm in... Uh, three video games that I cannot talk about because they will. <laughs> um, but they are uh, one of them is very very exciting. So uh, and okay. I mean that's I mean it's the worst the worst answer in interview history. So, no, I love it. Uh, hey, I've got some exciting stuff coming up. But yeah, follow my Twitter feed in about a year's time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I might reach out to, to you and Derek uh, in a year and we'll see we'll see what we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, David, for coming on and telling your story and and, uh, and welcome welcome to Star Wars, man. Uh, thank you. One of the first of many uh, and hopefully we get to meet in person one day. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you so much again to Mr. Mankin for coming on the show and telling his stories. Look for him soon at a convention near you, as well as on his Twitter account, twitter.com slash David Mankin. Thank you as always to Mr. Derek Mackey at Cool Waters Productions, who helped set up this interview and so many of our previous episodes. For an incredible stock of autographs, as well as a look at his client's upcoming appearances, head to coolwatersprods.com. The link is in the show notes. And if you're enjoying the show, please head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review. It means the world. Until next episode, stay tuned, leave that five-star review, and may the force be with you.